0: Is it real or is it a hoax?
1: For ages, he is hidden in the forest, eluded hunters, baffled scientists, and remain a mystery.
2: My entire life I've seen shadow people. For powerful and effective
1: constipation relief. Hello, and uh, welcome to Don't the Oath Podcast.
2: How, How the, the devil, devil are you? Are you? So, um, today we have Preston Dennett, who is an author of paranormal UFOs, alien abductions, that kind of stuff. He was originally um, a field investigator for the Mutual UFO Network, you know, MUFON. Uh, and, obviously, he took encounters, stories then, and asked, yeah. it, it actually... The more he asked people, the more stories he got. Yeah, and that's uh, why he
1: started to investigate more, didn't he?
2: Yeah, so he's actually ended up with hundreds and hundreds of uh, stories, and yeah. he's written them into books. So we we touched a little bit on some of the stories today. We mostly get his feelings on various things, uh, that kind of stuff. So before we get into that, I just wanted to say... Big thank you to um, Jerry and Tracy from the Hillbilly Horror Story. Yes, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Tracy. If you haven't already listened to them, go and check them out. They do a very similar thing to us. Right, let's get on with this show. We give you... Preston Dennett. How you got involved in, in uh, researching this uh, alien abduction phenomenon.
0: Uh, yeah, well, you know, I tell you, it wasn't voluntary. Um, this was not something I was looking for. Yeah. Didn't be- did not believe in UFOs. Uh, really, I was very skeptical. Uh, there was this report on the news in 1986 about a sighting over Alaska. And it was very tongue-in-cheek on the news. They just kind of joked about it.
2: Yeah, and the
0: X, X-Files music and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah usually, exactly. Usually yeah. The case. Um, but the- there was this pilot, and he was you know, putting his reputation on the line. And it really impressed me. I'm like, this guy's got to be crazy. He's on drugs. He's hallucinating. He's hoaxing. There's just no way he saw an alien spacecraft. Uh, I later found out it was a really impressive case. There was a lot of witnesses, uh, radar returns, and it followed his plane for nearly an hour. None of that was in the news report. But it interested me enough to started asking people that you know. I knew within my family, uh, my coworkers, my friends. I brought it up, and I have to tell you, I got the biggest shock of my life. I found out, gosh, nearly a quarter of the people that I knew were keeping secrets from me uh, regarding UFOs. They had had some really dramatic encounters. Mm. Okay, you know, I mean, my brother—he chased a UFO across the San Fernando Valley. Here in Southern California, with his two friends, uh, my sister-in-law saw a UFO hovering over Van Nuys Air Force Reserve Base, just as three bright, bright lights that they couldn't explain. Uh, she had two friends with her. That was another thing I found out right away. All these people who said they were seeing UFOs—they weren't alone. I, I assumed that a lot of UFO witnesses were by themselves, you know, late at night.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, like sort of. that is a common misconception yeah. isn't it that you know these people are uh, you know because you can easily you know a lot of these you can debunk by saying it's Venus and it's this that and the other if it's just one person seeing it but when you're talking about a group of witnesses it's that, a lot, yeah, it's a it lot changes, more difficult isn't to de- debunk in it.
0: it yeah so, yeah it really is these are people i knew weren't lying to me i, mean, yeah. I this is my brother for And I brought it up at work, and the lady I worked with for years. I'm interested to know
2: about your brother. How long had he seen this before he mentioned it to
0: you? Uh, Well, I remember he uh, came home one evening and said, oh, I saw a UFO, and none of us were interested. We just kind of laughed at him and said, yeah, right. Um, Did not believe him, but I remembered that, and that's why I kind of went to him first. Okay. but uh, he described this typical you know, metallic craft with colored lights on it, a dome on top. Uh, really impressive, actually. So, yeah, all these people I knew had, had these encounters. I brought it up at work. And this lady I worked with for years, she's like, oh, yeah, me and my whole family. We watched this UFO darting around over our cabin. And in walks Dorothy, another lady I'd worked with for years, she's like, UFOs? Oh, I totally believe in them. One followed me home from the library, and she tells me this story about how she lives five minutes away from the library. They left the library right when it closed at 9 o'clock, and this UFO shows up and follows them home from the library right over their car. I I interviewed her friend and her mother, and she says, It's really weird, Preston. We live five minutes away, left at 9 o'clock. When we got home, it was 10.15. We lost like an hour of time and I have no idea how. Mm. Yeah, usually the case now, that, Yeah, what yeah, sort of... Missing time. You know, what sort of percentage
2: of the cases you deal with have missing time? Is it is it, is it common?
0: Um, I think it's probably a little more common than I initially thought because yeah. that one took me by surprise and I had to look back at some of the other cases because there was another guy He's like, yeah, we were watching this UFO and next thing I knew it was in a different place. We were really frightened and we took off. And it didn't even occur to me that he had had missing time but after i questioned him again it looked like he did Mm. so when it gets really close to you you know within a couple hundred feet a ufo uh the chances of missing time go way up and i'm guessing gosh one in ten sightings maybe have Mm. missing time
2: that's pretty that's pretty
0: though isn't it one in ten so yeah Yeah. particularly when it gets close yeah like i mentioned
1: so the uh, the missing time then is possibly an abduction. Obviously, they've lost an hour or maybe two well, hours is it just of time. The,
0: is, it, is it the
2: craft? The mechanism of the craft actually causing it? Do you think? So you see, you go. So obviously, you, you're saying it's a, normally when it's close,
0: right? Um, I don't. Well, you know, we're still kind of at the speculation stage, but I'm pretty sure it's not the mechanism so much as you know, this is purposefully done by yeah. the ETs uh, in an attempt to make people forget and kind of cover their tracks <laughs> yeah mm. or, or maybe reduce the trauma level that's a possibility i don't think it's our own mind doing it but that, i um, mean
1: so yeah. whatever is there it's actually stored in the subconscious because when they when they go through these hypnosis uh, procedures yeah. it comes out so it's absolutely stored in subconscious when it comes out so right then they find yeah. out they've been on the craft they've been on the table been on so and so aren't they so mm. um
0: yeah, hypnosis absolutely works too. Yeah, I don't, I don't normally recommend it unless you know the person is having anxieties or is just dead set on finding out what happened to them. Yeah. Uh, in this latest book that uh, I wrote, Inside UFOs, only two of the cases involve hypnosis. And I kind of wanted to stay away from it because I didn't want people to say, "Oh, it's false memories." Yeah, it's
2: too subjective. Or, yeah, <laughs> Does, I mean. So, uh, yes, yeah, so only two of the cases that involve hypnosis. That means that you're talking about a lot of cases where people have got, uh, you know, in- instant recall of this. I mean, that's not very common, uh, in abduction no. cases, though, is it? So, um, is that based m- more so because these people are having more than one experience, would you say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there because a lot of people do have missing time and don't recall and then They'll have another experience and they recall a little bit more. and if they get over their fear level, um, then they can perhaps recall the entire incident, mm. uh, which is what what happened with one gentleman I interviewed. Yeah, he had missing time a number of times, but or a couple of people actually uh, finally did have an experience where they were taken on board and remembered the whole darn thing. Uh, and some just remember it you know without hypnosis, for whatever reason, they just completely re- remember it. Mm. Others remember bits and pieces.
1: That could be a, a maybe a showing from a television program. Something came and it just yeah a, a remembrance thing where they. I mean say that
2: talk, happened. Uh, you know. I mean it's it's a little bit more trivial than a, an abduction, but I had a UFO sighting, and, and again this one was only a couple of hundred feet above me, and oh yeah, yeah and um, there was three of us at the time that saw it, and. I remember, you know, leaving the area. Actually, we ran away. Um, It was only sort of kids at the time, but we ran away, uh, got home, and I cannot remember talking about it. The next day, that night, you know, the next week, and it was probably six or seven years later, I was watching a TV uh, program which was about UFOs. It was a documentary, and this old lady just happened to see uh, something very similar to what we saw. It started off as a star. Uh, she watched it, she was approaching these traffic lights, she came to a stop, and as she stopped, this craft changed from a star to a craft in front of her, or just above her. Uh, she said it was a dumbbell sort of shape, which is not too similar, dissimilar from what we saw. We saw, the one that we saw was more like, um, uh, you know, a figure of eight sort of shape. Um, but it was six or seven years later. It was only that sort of brought the memory back, you know what I mean? It just, it literally, as soon as I saw that on TV, yeah. it all came flooding back to me. And I rung up, uh, my brother who actually was there at the time, uh, I said, You've got to come and see this documentary. He came down and he watched it and he said, Bloody hell, he said, That looks exactly like what we saw, you know? But we not wow. spoke about it for six or seven years. So it just came back like that, you know? So obviously it was in there, but I just yeah, completely.
1: In, the, in your subconscious.
2: Uh, it out, And I don't know, again, like you just said, I don't know whether it was me blocking that, my brain, sorry, or, you know, if the beings on the craft or whatever uh, did it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll probably never, ever know, but…
0: I'm going to say the beings, I mean, because I see that quite a bit. Um, There was one lady I interviewed who was having major encounters. She had an encounter. I interviewed her about it, called her up later to do a follow-up interview… And she not only didn't remember the encounter, she did not remember me interviewing her. And yeah. I had it on tape. You know, my, I, I had her record it. Uh, boy, that really freaked her out. Yeah. What, you played it back to her? <laughs> um, I didn't. She did not want to hear it. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, of... Her head must be full
1: of all this yeah. stuff then. must be really full of this, what have they put in her head? So, and I don't want it to get out.
2: So I guess we're, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead mm. here, but um we're, we're, I mean, a lot of people are going to think abductions and they're going to think grey, the greys, yeah, because that's the most yeah. archetypal, isn't it? That's it is. what the, the medium most yeah. put out there. Um, we? But right. it, we're not necessarily just talking about, because I mean, before we even get into the different species working together, because again, that's yeah. uh, commonly reported, isn't it? Yeah. And I've probably, you've probably got some examples of that, but are, are we talking about more than one race doing these abductions?
0: Um, absolutely. I have to say, I do get a lot of reports of Grays and variations of the grays. It's not just one type, uh, but I'm going to say at least 50% of the people I talk to report some variation of gray type ETs. Okay. Some are emotional, you know, some do express emotions and caring about the witness. Others seem to be less emotional or almost arrogant, even. Um, people say they're treated like a, a lab rat. I've heard that a number of times. Mm. But yeah, it's often a variation of the grays, anywhere from three feet tall to five feet. Uh, usually slender, large heads, you know, large dark eyes, jumpsuits. Sometimes, not always, but pretty much the standard description. I you know, when someone comes in front of me and says, "Oh, you know," I've, I've seen ETS. Um, their descriptions are pretty familiar to me.
1: Yeah,
0: um, they're sort, you know, it takes a lot to surprise me because I've been doing this for pretty long time Yeah, w- just give some
2: examples of uh, you know the different races that are involved in the other 50% of cases
0: uh, well yeah the, the greys are definitely one type uh, and I'm not sure they're just the greys they could be variations of greys that we're just lumping into one category yeah absolutely yeah yep. but beyond, beyond that there's you know the praying mantis uh, mm. or grasshopper type I get Gosh, 10%, 20% of those. And those are generally described as um, eight, six, seven, eight feet tall, nine feet tall. Mm. Got a couple of cases though. I mean, one guy in the book, he says it was 15 feet tall, what he saw. Yeah. And I tried to talk him down. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's, that's probably tall. a little taller. Man. Yeah, that's tall. <laughs> right? I mean, he's like, no, no. I mean, he's a Navy medic a trained observer, a great witness. And he stood right next to this thing. He's like, nope, it was more than twice my height. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. This thing was 15 feet tall. And is that
2: the only one he saw?
0: Uh, he, well, he saw three of them at and, once. And was, was they all 15 feet? Yes, they were all, all right. 15 feet. And uh, later, you know, that was the case in the book. Someone read the book, called me up or emailed me. A teacher from Illinois was out jogging one night early early in the morning and saw one of these things walking down the road Um, thought it was a man on stilts was her first thought until she looked at it like nope that's not a man (laughs) you know this thing looks like a giant bug okay uh,
2: i wouldn't like that i would not like that Out, out of all the aliens they are the one that creeps you out creeps me out the most they they look the most menacing but i hear that it's Contrary to that, it, I mean, uh, a lot of people that meet the the prey type ones say they're quite spiritual. Yeah, spiritual, emotional, that kind of stuff. Is that yeah?
0: Is that your uh, I, I'd, I'd pick that up as well? Um, I think that. Well, yeah, I've gotten that in a number of cases, though. Not always. Some people take one look at these guys and like they're done. Yeah, Yeah, a, you're gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, this it was too scary. You know, I couldn't do it. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because, I mean,
2: well, I look at the grey and I think, you know, I could probably take a grey. I'd probably take a few, like, five or no, six. No,
1: I, I, I don't like them. No. I just don't.
2: I don't, yeah, but I, I mean, I mean kind of if, it, if it came, if it came to a battle, I could probably take a few of them, but when it, when yeah. them pre things, you know, if it, they, I, I I'd, oh yeah, I'd run. No.
0: <laughs> well Oh. Yeah, I don't know, even taking on a little short three-foot grey, I've talked to guys who are, you know, big tough guys, you know, been in the Vietnam War or what have you. Said, so, no, this was much scarier. I couldn't take them on. I was paralyzed. Mm. Whereas one lady I talked to, uh, she was a, you know, a housewife and a store clerk. She was taken on board and she freaked out, jumped up, lashed out and kicked one of these grays. She says it's all squishy and she apparently snapped its neck. Um, and they all filed out of the room and next thing she, she knows, they're taking their back. So she took them on. And, you know, I've talked to a few people who've done that. They've jumped up and lashed out. See that
2: You know, I've had I've had a few cases where that the people have um, sort of come come round almost. You know, while it's while it's happening, they 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 say that the greys actually just stood stood there and was like scratching red. Say this is not supposed to happen. Yeah. you're not supposed to wake up. You know, uh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean,
1: is it? Uh, I mean, did they uh, use machines to? Like is that, or is it the because they the, their mind as well? You know, they say when he, you know you paralyzed, it, is that machinery
0: or medicine? Or is
1: it the well, I mean, right? I've
0: wondered that. about that. Uh, there are either. cases yeah. where people, I mean, like they'll say, "Oh, it was holding a wand or a, a a rod of some sort, and it touched me with it, and I fell unconscious." But there's one lady I talked to. Um, she was a lady I actually worked with. I had this little statue of a gray type ET on my desk that someone had given to me. <laughs> And had, you know, just set it up and she walks in and screams. And says, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, that's a gray alien. She hard t- to tell me this story about how she saw this gray type E.T. She had just had her son. He was maybe a week old and he was laying in her master bedroom with her, you know, so she could watch on him. Yeah. Uh, she was in-, in bed with her husband and this she wakes up because <laughs> she hears this weird sound like someone squeaking their wet fingers on glass. And she looks over at the picture window. It's a huge window in her bedroom. It can't open. It sticks to the wall. And this gray type ET is trying to open it. And she's freaking out. She jumps up realizing it's not human. It's looking right at her baby. Mm-hmm. It's obviously yep. interested in her baby. And as soon as she like leans up, it looks over at her and knocks her down flat and she can't move. And didn't have anything in its hands. It she says it was just its mind power. It's willpower was taken yep. over her. And that's something I've heard a number of times, this kind of paralysis they put over people. Yeah, yeah. And, it- yeah, I think it's I think it's by their minds. <laughs> honestly do. They're all linked up, they're telepathic. So they've got this incredible willpower. I can just take over ours so,
2: I mean did she fear for the, the the child then or was she just more concerned with the actual creature itself
0: did she uh, get she the, did she
2: get the feeling that you know it was it was there for the child
0: she absolutely did it was looking right at her baby it was like two feet away from her child
2: yeah
0: yeah and, uh, she wanted to get to her baby as soon as she could and she just couldn't she couldn't move she could feel the tears you know going down her cheeks Finally, it just walks away. The paralysis breaks. She scoops up her kid, wakes up her husband, and her husband's like, "Oh, you just had a nightmare." She says, "No, I didn't." The next morning, you know, she leaves. She says, "I'm going to my sister's," and finally, she comes home. And she says, "We're buying two guard dogs." <laughs> and the husband says, "Okay," you know. And she says, "You know what? I want to move. This is ridiculous. I can't even sleep here." And they ended up selling their house mm. uh, over this one incident, which. By the way, it was the only incident she's ever had in her life, which doesn't really fit the pattern. Normally when someone has something like this, they've had an experience at childhood, uh, probably in their teen years, throughout their life. Yeah. Again, this paralysis, uh, it kind of fascinates
1: me because again, when you get a, you know, a supposedly demon, you know, and he's standing on your chest or he's on the bed and you can't move, you're paralyzed. You know, and then you get these ETs or greys, and they can actually do the same. Are they the same beings? But of a um, different rogue species, because you know, you always. Some people, oh, I can't move. That I couldn't move. I couldn't move my head, and so
0: yeah, I looked into that into sleep paralysis, out of body yeah. experiences, to you know, demonology, and all these books on demon hauntings, and there are similar similarities, um, but I think we're dealing with separate phenomena almost positive it's my assessment at least that we're not dealing with demons okay because uh, you know some people think oh yeah ufos are demonic because there are some similarities but if you study the whole demon demonology it's a, it's a different phenomenon it manifests in a different way uh and yeah there is that paralysis thing but
1: Again, Resolve. yeah, I think what it is, we, we, we humans are prone to that kind of paralysis, aren't we? Mm. You know, so it's, you know, but, um, I, right. I believe, I say, it, I believe, um, a thousand percent of UFOs and I believe, you know, it's, but, you know, when it's, uh, it's, it's again against kind of free will when someone holds you down and, or takes you on your ship without your permission, yeah. it's.
2: That's the bit that, that always confuses me is the, the amount of cases which you see. Where people believe these creatures were uh here for the good of mankind, um, but going about it in a very dubious way. I mean, I mean you've
1: always said to me, have yeah, you? you know, y- your belief is that these beings don't give a, a don't rats, give a rat's, a rat's ass rat's about, raps, about us." I don't about think us. So, so no. but then we've got cases here from Preston saying, you know, they come in and heal people, and you know, they yeah, well, information. We'll so, but, I mean, yeah.
2: where do you stand on their agenda? Then, that, you know regarding right. the idea for good or bad because like you say these cases where the the teching people um you know knocking them out to take them doesn't seem <laughs> friendly to me but then people sort of contradict that so where do
0: you stand on that yeah I mean it's a crime in our society to kidnap someone absolutely and, and god knows it's scary and traumatic for these people it's, it's definitely uh, a
2: crime to anal probe somebody as well
0: <laughs> well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we're quite a lot yeah. of that yeah and unpleasant, unless you're into that thing. Boy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I flip-flopped. I have to tell you, over the years, when I came into this, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. This is really bad. But over the years, talking to people, I've always asked them, you know, do you think these guys are evil? Almost none of them will say that. Uh, and what I we don't have is any evidence of what I would call sadism or... Nazi-like torture, where yeah, yeah. they're intentionally trying to scare people or hurt them. That's not their agenda so at all.
2: Everything they're doing has got a purpose.
0: Yeah, they're not trying to hurt people. They're not trying to scare them. In fact, there's a number of cases where people are screaming and they're like, why are you doing this? And the ETs are puzzled, if anything. Yeah. They're curious. They're like, why are you screaming? You know, why are you so afraid? And uh, things like this. Mm. And I think if you look at their... Messages they're giving people, what they actually do and say, uh, it reveals their agenda to be actually pretty benign, if not benevolent, because they do they do talk to people. Generally, you know, not a whole lot. They'll say, "Don't be afraid, we won't hurt you." This sort of thing, very tight-lipped about where they come from, and this I, sort of thing.
2: I mean, I, you know, I do hear that, and but that's the same thing that pedophiles say to children, isn't it?
0: You know what I mean? Say, yeah, oh, I, yeah. think, I think
2: yeah, <laughs> but no, it's... Yeah. It's the same thing, though, isn't it? It's yeah. that, it's, it's that you, know, they, you know, what they say and what they do do not always coincide, does it?
1: Um, Again, it's but, I, th- I think it's also what the media put out from the horror stories to the programs and the aliens and get your guns out and shoot them, you know. Anything in the sky is uh, horrible, evil, so you've got to, you know, just, just shoot right. them. You know, that's... And then,
0: obviously, if people... Yeah. For yourselves, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean... When you have a traumatic encounter, people run and get to help from the closest UFO investigator. Whereas, you know, if you're healed, say, or have a benevolent encounter, uh, you're a little bit less likely to run and tell people. Yeah. Uh, first of all, because you don't need support, and I think the ridicule factor is a little bit more prominent in cases of benevolent ETs.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Go along with that.
0: But, uh, yeah, the messages people get usually fall into three categories, and they're really – I mean, it makes me hopeful about their agenda because what they're telling people is they're talking about three different areas. One is giving warnings of future disasters. This is very common all the way down to the 1950s and the contactee era with friendly space brothers. All the way through the greys and the, the mantids or whoever you talk to, they're given the same message which is, you know, don't do nuclear proliferation, stop polluting. Your warlike ways are, you know, the wrong way to go, this sort of thing. Yep. Um, And that's very common. That's something I hear all the time. And beyond that, there's another category, which is alternative energy. And this is something I hear quite a bit. People are taken to the engine room, say, and told how this thing works, um, how their craft operate on electromagnetic energy, And they're told some, in some cases, how to build a sort of a free energy motor. We've heard this a number of times. Uh, and they talk about fossil fuels and how, you know, that's dangerous for our environment. And a third category is spiritual messages of some sort, often about healing or maybe past lives or out of body experiences or psychic development or this sort of thing. And that's by and large, this is what the ETs are telling people Mm. yeah why don't they tell
2: you know why don't they tell everybody yeah because you know like you're saying about them you know concerned as to why people are screaming and you know what i mean because they do seem puzzled quite a lot of the time when they deal with human beings so i wonder why you know what what sense do you get why they don't just come out on because it could take over any news station couldn't they
0: tell the world again it's uh they seem to be trending towards open official contact. Um, I don't think they're going away. It looks mm-hmm. like we're having a slow escalation of activity, or at least we're becoming more aware of it. I mean, we know they've been around for centuries, if not thousands of years, just from you know Renaissance paintings and yeah, yeah. Cave petroglyphs and mm-hmm. so on. But nothing like what we've got going on since you know the 1940s, at least, uh, or. Started a major wave of sightings and it's pretty much just continued. Hmm. So it's, it's escalating. They're here. You know, they're landing. They're taking people on board. I don't think we have anything like that historically. I think this is, it's unprecedented in terms of at least the numbers of people who are having this experience. So yeah, I think, I mean, if you look at the waves of sightings over various areas, whether it's, you know, Belgium or, uh, Gulf Breeze, Phoenix Lights or Mm. the Hudson Valley Mm. waves. They're putting on a publicity campaign. This is what it comes down to. They want to be seen. Obviously, uh,
1: we know that the government do know about them and they've talked to them and communicated
0: with them. I don't um, go as far as that, but
2: yeah.
0: I think they have. Mm. Um, Yeah, I've talked to a number of government whistleblowers who say, yeah, we have the craft. We have the alien bodies Mm. at high levels of the military for sure. We know about it. I, and I, we're trending I mean, towards disclosure as well, and that's. Yeah. I think the ETs are not showing themselves because it would have a huge effect on our society, yeah,
2: and I they think, know better than that. I mean, the uh, do they have craft? Do they have bodies? I I would say yeah, but do do they have contact with them? I would say no. I don't. I don't see. I just don't see an, an interest in on their side of things to get you know to, to be interested in us. I just can't work that out. As as far as the disclosure goes, I, I'm more, you know, I'm of the belief that we will never get disclosure until we've got zero point energy or near as close to yeah, zero we need point free energy. free energy. I think so, um, while while they can still make money, the elites and all the rest that can still make money out of oil, uh, fossil you know, fuels, these kind of things. I think we'll be never we'll never get disclosure until we, we've used up until these
1: guys are out of the way.
2: Yeah, until we've used up all that and got because because. If you go and uh, announce disclosure, um, then you you're basically alluding to the fact that these uh, craft can travel, you know, you know zero point energy, all the rest of it. So you 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 you're basically at that point you're accepting that there's a, there a reality of it.
1: Um, and also you're but, actually changing religion, which is another big question.
2: Yeah. so you, you've probably got two two big issues there. I mean, where, where do you stand as as regards to why we don't have disclosure?
0: Yeah, well, I, I agree with you 100%. It's money and power. It's these yeah. one percenters. Um, these guys are controlling. They have the UFO hardware and they're not going to let it go. Um, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be like the civil rights movement. You know, it's going to come out bit by bit by bit. Um, and we are seeing disclosure. I mean, there are, you cannot find a head of, of you know, of category. There's heads of state who've said they've seen UFOs. There's presidents, there's governors, there's generals mm. or senators
2: not to, not, to, not to mention the two times that we found life on Mars
0: right NASA keeps kind of inching their way towards this mm. um, I think they know already but they're like on a program of controlled disclosure just so they can keep in control of this whole situation which is gonna explode the proof is gonna come to through the you know grassroots movement if they don't do it Someone's going to get proof. A UFO is going to crash. Something's going to happen.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I think the ETs will just say, "You know what? That's it. We're landing." Let the chips fall where they may. Which uh, wouldn't be a bad thing, would it, Lee? Really?
2: Uh, No, I think the sooner the better. You know, but (laughs)
1: again, you know, we've uh...
2: even if it's like an Independence Day type. Type deal. I'm, I'm, well, you won't I'm, see me out there with a plaque. I'm you know, still up for Hello, it. aliens. Yeah, I'm I know. will but... I'll be yeah. a few
0: miles away from there. I'm, afraid. <laughs> I'm not sure disclosure is going to come from you know one of the major superpowers, the US. No. I doubt it. Um, maybe Mexico or Brazil or or one of these small. You know,
2: yeah, I would say Brazil. Uh, but then you've got a few states around the world, Belgium, these sorts of places, where they basically uh, officially don't deny. UFOs now, don't I? I mean, you had the like you mentioned just prior uh, the Belgian wave. There, they were so sick and tired of chasing them, sending F-15s up, costing them x amount of pounds. They, they basically just stopped chasing them, didn't they? They they just said, "We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what they are, and we're not going to chase them anymore. It's a waste of time and money."
0: Mm. Um, right, but we we still don't see these things in a museum. No, that's what I want to see: is the Roswell craft in a museum. I want to see the bodies and just you know come clean. Mm. Um, which I think they're going to have to do at some point.
2: Where do you... Because, uh, I mean, Andy always talks about there'll never be a nuclear war because these guys are going to protect us. This kind I of Which they have,
1: and um, I'm so sure
2: of that. Yeah, and we've seen many accounts of <clears throat> them stopping nuclear test fires, this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, well, there's obviously been uh, missiles gone in the air. nuclear missiles. These lights come down, bang, 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 and these missiles have just been completely in it. In it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, where, yeah. do you, where do you stand on that? You know, given that we dropped two on... Uh, Nakasaki and So,
0: Yeah, where were they then? And, you know, Fukushima happened, and there there are some reports of lights over the Fukushima thing, but they didn't stop it, did they? Um, I don't know, you know, because I've heard reports from people who've been told flat out, oh, yeah, we're not going to let this happen. This is what the ETs told them. There's no way. And one lady, I mean, she had this really amazing account where she was taken on board. And there was this volcanic eruption. And she was on board this UFO while they're pulling people out of this town. And she says it looks like South America somewhere. There were dark-skinned people. And this UFO lands and she's helping them with a bunch of other people, by the way, and different types of ETs, grays, human-looking, the Nordics. Yeah. Um, and pulling all these people out of this town before the eruption and during it and afterwards. And she wakes up the next morning in like, Nebraska is where she lives, thinking, gosh, you know, was this a dream? This is really bizarre. I had one of my nighttime things again. She turns on the TV, and there's this volcanic explosion. It's real. I've got the book on it, actually. So yeah. they, I don't know. I I'm mean like, – Do you think they saved those people? And she's like, I think they did. Just, where, do you think, where are they now? Just, That's my question.
2: Just a few years ago, uh, when there was an eruption, uh, Iceland was it. Iceland. Uh, there was quite a few UFOs filmed by the news, you know, flying in and out of the eruption itself. Um, so they do yeah. I, they do seem to have a fascination with. Volcanoes. Is it certain
1: people? Are because you know are these people? That, I mean, I mean, there's been other you know uh, places where there's been eruptions and earthquakes, and a lot of people have died, um, but they haven't gone there and. Mm. You know, so is it certain, I mean, I'm I'm getting a link here, maybe these people being family members, you know, like, like star children, star seeds, come what you want. Is it, is
2: it genetic?
1: Genetic, you know, these people, we brought these people here, you know, there's certain places, we will look after them. You know, or is it certain individuals, maybe it's millions all over the earth, uh, they're our children or they're our family and we'll give them information and we will look after them.
0: Yeah, I think there's something to that. Uh, you know, in terms of who gets contacted and why. Um, yeah, you know, I've really looked into that hard because I want to figure it out. And there doesn't seem to be many patterns. I mean, it's ev- evenly divided between men and women. Uh, education has no bearing, or race, or you know, I didn't find any strong links on blood type, which was a thing for a while.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, so. It, I didn't see a lot of patterns. But there are definitely some. Um, a bunch of people who have been taken on board have been told flat out, "Yes, we are related. Right. We were us in a past life, or so it's, hey, it's all connected." Yeah, and uh, that's. It also seems that they follow families. Yeah, because uh, uh, you know, if you're abducted, chances are your parents were, or a grandparent, or an uncle, or something. But I've definitely found one pattern which I found really interesting, and. Found it again just recently. A lady from Norway. She contacted me. And had this amazing experience where gray type ETs came in and healed her. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know. And she described this big experience, which was actually really scary for her. The ETs never talked. They didn't say anything. What they were doing, just kind of manhandled her. She said, flipped her around on her back. You know, pressed something up against her back. It was very painful. Uh, she had a back injury. But after they left, the back injury was cured. Some brand new case. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well what do you what do you do for a living? And she's like, Oh well, I'm an environmentalist and a human rights activist. And I'm like, gosh, you know, that's exactly what John Hunter Gray does. And this is a pattern I noticed. People who are doing good for humanity in some capacity uh, have a much higher chance of contact. And by that I mean uh Environmentalists, animal rights activists, doctors, uh, teachers, writers, inventors, uh, this type of person, entertainers even. Uh, this is, it's kind of a loose pattern, but it turns up again and again, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. in the healing cases. I mean, yeah.
2: I, I go along with that to some extent because, like I've said before to you, uh, and I've said, you know, there's many a person in this world who wouldn't be missed. Um uh, I, I don't mean that to sound cruel, but I mean I'm talking about like, you know, homeless people, tramps, this kind of thing. If you used to, to if you used to adopt uh, you know, adopt them t- tomorrow, no one would ever know, chances are
1: I mean, the government do that anyway. Well, yeah, But they seem
2: they seem not to go for the, the easy targets, if you will. They go for they do seem to have an agenda towards yeah, a, a particular person, don't they? Rather than just picking, the, because if you if you know if we was doing it, um, predator, you know, thinking as a predator, we take the weakest, don't we? We take the we take the youngest, and we take the eldest, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, like a lion, or you know, um, but they don't seem to do that, do they? They seem to go for targets. So
0: yeah, they seem to pick people who are influential yeah, in society yeah. in Sorry. some in some respect. <laughs> But it's still, I mean, there are people I talk to who are like, no, you know, my job is nothing special. I'm just a housewife. One lady I talked to, she was healed. She's like, no, you know, my family, my husband is a, you know, car mechanic. I'm a housewife. Um, I live in Nebraska. I've got three kids. You know, I have no idea why they they healed her of like hypoglycemia. Okay. Uh, I I
2: mean, uh, these healing cases. You know, they really do fascinate me because I yeah. mean, you've got you've got doc. This is like when you talk about people say there's no evidence for stuff for this that you've that's got, not of crap anyway. You've got documented lies. evidence here, aren't you, of yeah. people actually going to the doctors or even in hospital um, with you know an acute illness and then a few days later they're, they're cured. Um, and obviously that's in medical records, isn't it? So it's that's tantamount to evidence, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, it's some of the best evidence we have. Yeah. I mean, there are. A number of injury cases as well. People have radiation-type illness after a close encounter, mm. um, which is also great evidence. But these healing cases, yeah, I love them because I mean, there's one case where a lady was diagnosed with a cyst in her breast and uh, went to go have it removed. But the day before she had it removed, she had a bedroom visitation, didn't remember a whole lot other than some weird figure coming into her bedroom and uh, had a UFO actually following her home at one point um, prior to this operation, goes to the doctor, and they're like, well, gosh, you know, uh, it's gone. Your cyst is gone. So there's the before and after x-rays that show this. Yeah. And the, mm. there's a number of cases just like this. One lady I talked to, she went to the doctor, and they're like, well, your cyst is gone. This is weird. And not only that, you had an operation, didn't you? She's like, well, no, I didn't. You know, That's why I'm here. They said, "Well, we know you did because here's a laser scar, and not only that, there's fluid here in, you know, one of her tubes that's only present after having surgery." And so they said, "We know you had surgery. Where did you go?" And she's like, mm, <laughs> "Nowhere." She didn't want to tell him. She yeah. didn't tell. Him. Yeah.
2: Uh, I wonder what I wonder what would happen if she did. They wouldn't have believed yeah. it. But
1: how how many cases in uh, Preston is it? Uh, I mean, I've had a, uh, one. Uh, an outer body experience where I've been brought back into me. You know, I told you before, didn't mm. I mean, Where uh, somebody, something, you know, brought me back. I was, up, I saw my body on the bed, but I was being carried, you know. And I, then all of a sudden, I was back into my body. And then, so how many cases are like physical, and how many, how many more cases are outer body with these ET abduction yeah, like in, the, in the dream state? Yeah, dream state, but yeah. it's actually your astral body, not your physical body. If you know what I mean.
2: You know, because you get like because obviously people go
0: through windows and doors and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna say most of them are not dream state, and because when you look into this, people are not where they're supposed to be. People wake up in the middle of the night and their spouse is not in bed. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. come back and their clothes are on wrong, or they're yeah, not yeah. even in their clothes.
2: Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah,
0: and there's physical scars. Uh, if if you add up all the evidence, it points towards this being physical. physical okay. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of cases, only like two, where someone's like, claims to have an abduction experience, and people are like, no, you were there the whole time. Most mm. of them, no. They're not where they're supposed to be. Uh, mm. I think most of them are probably physical, but that's not to say that people don't have contact in the dream state, or out of body, uh, which does happen. Uh, there's the, this whole out of body connection uh, with all this. People will have an experience. This is pretty common. They'll be taken on board or even just have a close-up UFO sighting. And following this, they start having out-of-body experiences. Mm. Okay. Uh, th- yeah. And th- weirdly, this happened to me. I never saw a UFO, but I got really involved in this whole astral travel thing around the same time uh, as I started researching UFOs. So I think there is a connection. Yeah. And definitely people have told me they'll be on board, they're being examined, and they are standing next to their body watching this happen. So they're out of body, physically, on a UFO. Yeah. Um, as well, they're watching themselves being examined or operated on. So it's both, in some cases. Yeah,
1: so obviously the yeah, astral body is the physical body as well, but just a different frequency. But these ETs can maybe manipulate that because they can be... Yeah. Uh, go. They can go f- through the frequencies. Just
0: seem that way. I mean... Yeah.
2: Because we do – there are many accounts of where they basically just walk through a wall.
0: Um, do- yeah, this is what kept me out of UFO research. I mean, these guys not only have telepathy, they're levitating, they're going yeah. through walls. Um, we can bring in Bigfoot. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> going uh, to but- bring in Bigfoot at the end. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but um, so I, I seem to always do that. Not
1: dogman. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's a lot to swallow. I mean, it's a big pill. I can see why people are skeptical are like, no, I'm not even going to look into this. Mm. This is ridiculous. But, I mean,
2: going, following along from the healing um, side of things, which is obviously incredible, but we do get quite a few cases. And again, you know, legitimacy, I don't, we don't know, but we, we get a lot of cases where people have um, been pregnant, you know, whisked away, and then they come back and they're not pregnant. And again, this is proven by, you know, medical certificates and stuff. So, um, you know, what do you think is going on there? And why... You know what's the what's the obsession with the child?
0: Uh, this I think speaks. This happens mostly with the Grays, my experience. I started getting cases of this immediately, um, but right when I started investigating back in 1986, there was a lady at work who had this experience, and this was before Bud Hopkins' book Intruders came out, before Missing Time was a bestseller, and he was uncovering these cases, as were other researchers. I think it speaks towards our relationship to the grays being much closer than we realize if they're interbreeding with us. And apparently they are. Hmm. Uh, uh, this is what the witnesses have been told that I've speak, spoken to. Uh, some have asked flat out, you know, why are you doing this? And the ETs have said, oh, it's because we're having trouble reproducing and uh, we're trying to strengthen our genes and get to the point where we can reproduce again and look more like you like in some cases they said oh yeah we used to look just like you guys uh, we are basically human is what they're telling these people hmm. uh, so, so I think yes it's an interbreeding program it's one of their main agendas uh, I think they've got multiple agendas I mean they're seen hovering over graveyards, what's up with that? Uh, that's actually really common. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we, uh,
0: yeah,
2: I got a theory about that, but go on.
0: Hovering over mines as well. Gold yeah. mines. Yeah. Uranium mines, titanium mines, iron mines, you name it. So that's clearly one of their agendas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this whole genetic thing is very strong.
2: Uh, I think, um, I think the graveyard is uh, more to do with the, the, the energy. Um, Ley lines. Yeah, because most churches are built on Every church, on, every on cathedral
1: there. is built on a, a ley line or a dragon line, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. So it was built on there purposely.
2: You know, so again, they seem to. A Stonehenge, you know, is a good example. Yeah, of a place where you know millions of sightings of UFOs around Stonehenge. But again, it's one of these places where the energy is strong, and I think the more come into the energy rather than the the graveyard. I think the graveyards that you know, like when people see. <clears throat> Bigfoot or this kind of thing, at an, an ancient burial ground. You know, like a Native American. building. Yeah, and they associate yeah. the the uh, the burial ground with the Bigfoot. It's you know he's watching over the no no no. The 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 same reason the burial grounds there is the same reason the Bigfoot's there. It's the energy. you yeah. know. And I think it's m- the place. there
1: must be a, a huge well of water underneath because again water. Yeah, water vortex, again. The energy, isn't
2: it? And obviously that that mm. coincides with the full moon. Um, the energy yeah. there. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: when, when well, you, I'm not sure I entirely buy that because there's graveyards all over the place. And they all can't be on ley lines. And here in the United States, I don't know. But there's something to that too because there's these flap areas. Like mm. Topanga Canyon is one area that I've researched. And it's not just UFOs. It's ghosts and religious miracles and cryptozoological creatures, mm. which is true. you know Like Sedona and you know upstate New York and other flap areas. Do seem to have this sort of multi-phenomena. Yeah, it does all seem to think- go in yeah, and out. Well, and the,
1: the, the ley lines are all over the earth anyway, but I think what they, well, I think what we're trying to say is that the, the churches, cathedrals, ancient burial grounds, they're, they're, they are on actually a crossover yeah. line. So it's, it's kind of double the strength, you know, the, the ley, it's like a, a network mm. into, of energy lines or, or, of the earth. The, but I think, no, I think they I it, think positioned them in such a way where they, they cross over. So the, there's more energy there. That's why the well, church is be, there with the bells, because bells and bodies, is frequency sound.
2: And bodies of water is the other one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, they're definitely attracted to those. But yeah. in some of these graveyard – I did a study of graveyard cases, and they're not only being sighted over them, they're landing. In some mm. of these cases, they're actually disturbing these graves. There's yeah, two yeah. or three cases at least. Um, so I don't know. I think they're there for the genetic material. That's yeah. my theory. But I don't know. Is yeah, it no, possible we're still
2: quite possible? Digging yeah. up corpses. Yeah.
1: Grave robbers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, but if are, if it's
2: a genetic thing. Imagine because... though,
1: if they sorry, Lee. If they um if they're techno, techno- uh, not technological advanced, why are they robbing a grave?
2: No.
1: That's that's not logic to me.
2: If yeah, they're I mean, really you
1: know, if they're really uh, well, that's or,
2: what that's my my point was the same thing. It's like if this is genetically, you know, based then they're not very good at what they're doing and then the problem because they always say like you know we're having trouble re-reproducing blah 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 but the 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 only issue i've got with that is they've got no genitals <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. well, <laughs> so the, 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 i can see why yeah, they're having yeah, a problem yeah, yeah. you know what I
1: mean? well yeah well maybe that possible yeah. but i think i think what's happening Ian, i said is, i said to you didn't i yeah. they're having problems staying in it staying in, it, in this low frequency I mm. think the problems, they're trying to reproduce bodies because their, their bodies they've got now is breaking up. So they need, they're, they're having trouble now in staying in this frequency. Uh, I think they're dying,
2: mm.
1: you know, So, but they're trying to reproduce to, to have, to keep, I mean, I, I think they can go into another frequency, but I think they want to stay
0: here. Mm.
2: So is it, is, well, that, is it, is it a genetic agenda then? I guess the point is.
0: Yeah. Well, I think hands down we've got a handle on that there definitely is a genetic agenda mm. um, but, I, but i agree that the i mean look at the way their ships turn on right angles can disappear turn transparent these guys do too i think that they do have a handle on these other dimensions yeah um, they use it as a technology I and mean, their ships can change size yes. one guy i talked That's to seen
2: that yeah
0: and he was inside the ufo and it's changing size
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um, Another guy I talked to same thing he asked them they're like he says well how big is this thing it keeps changing size and they kind of laughed uh gray type ETs, and told him oh it's whatever size we need it to be so they've got a real handle on this uh one you know you know who Leonard Stringfield is the crash retrieval guy no He's mm. kind of, he he kind of pioneered the research into crash retrieval incidents uh here in the US and Would interview all these military people who were involved in, you know, photographing a UFO or guarding it or, you know, guarding the bodies or what have you. Mm -hmm. He interviewed this one guy, a a Navy or an Army photographer who was taken to a hangar to photograph this UFO. It was about 30 feet across, metallic. They're like, photograph it, which he did. And they're like, okay, now we want you to photograph the inside of it. He's like, oh, okay. And he goes inside this thing, and he says it's 30 feet on the outside. Inside, it was so large, you couldn't throw a rock and hit the other side. It was like a giant gymnasium on the inside. Like a TARDIS. And there's a number of cases like this. You know, People I've talked to, it's bigger on the inside, which to me speaks to these guys have such a control over time space that they Mm. can do this sort of thing. And this is how they do time travel. Which also turns up.
2: It, it is. I mean, it is strange because you're talking about. We're talking about you know them having the ability to shift between dimensions, this kind of thing, as, as you know, yeah. quantum physics as we as we as we follow. Uh, but then well, we talk about. Told. Yeah, but then we talk about crash retrievals where it's a physical object on the ground. Um, to, you know, I'm not sure cause, because because. You know the UFO I saw. Actually, there's been a couple, but the 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 one I saw was basically it looked like a star, uh, and then it became a craft. But when it was a craft, it was you know I could have I could have thrown a stone and hit it. it, I I know it would have gone ting. It was definitely nuts and bolts, you know. Yeah. yeah. But how can it go from being a star, you know, a light source, if you like, to to a craft? Camouflage, isn't it? Well, I don't know because if it was camouflage, the, the light itself wouldn't be there, would it?
1: Well, again, it's still kind of camouflage. isn't so it? The, because obviously you, thought it you, you didn't think it was a craft, you thought it was a star. At first, yeah. At first, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've talked to a number of people who said the same thing. It was a light in the sky and then it comes barreling down and it reveals itself to be a metallic craft. Yeah. But yeah. these things are leaving landing traces. I mean, That's what no I mean, so they are physical. physical as well
2: as yeah. being, you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. weird, isn't it? <laughs> you think it'd be one or the other.
1: The only craft I ever seen was a, well, twice... Um, I've been shown is white cubes. Not, not, uh, spherical or I've seen cubes in the sky, going, dashing and gone. So. Is that common? Yeah. The cubes, are they, are they, are they common, Preston?
0: No. I get hardly any of those, but I have to tell you, there's not a whole lot of uniformity. I wish they were all the same shape, but, uh. Yeah. I wish it was yeah. like
2: Star Trek, you know, where you're looking at a. You're looking, you know, like Which a, one? <laughs> Yeah, like a,
0: this is a Klingon shop. This is yeah. a, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there's triangular, I get that a lot. Saucer shaped, spherical, those are the main ones. I think the yeah. triangles but, more man man made, would you say? Uh, not all of them. I mean what the Phoenix lights, that was a triangular craft and I mm. doubt that was ours.
2: Was it it was it a triangle, was it more like a
0: delta wing though? Well, yeah, I suppose that would be a more accurate description, but uh, definitely get triangular craft, which I don't think the, they're going to be flying them over, you know, suburbs. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, it doesn't f- make a lot of sense, does it?
1: So, um, another question I'd like to ask you, Preston, is uh, these ET races, which we know are, they are here, they come and abduct and help, and what are they, the the agenda is? Um, do you believe they are here? They've got bases here. Or do they just come from their planet from that thought. Or have they got bases here? So they've got a a, a, point, a focus point where they can just come and go?
0: Right. I don't think we really know. Um, they're very evasive about it. I, I would not be the least bit surprised if there are bases. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some areas which are super active. I and mean, there's a, off the coast here of Southern California. They've got all these USOs. Yeah, under you know, the sea, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, yeah. boy, I'm wondering if there's a base there because some of these cases number – I mean hundreds of craft, uh, which would be fine if it was just one case. But no, it's not. There's a number of cases involving hundreds of craft. So if there's not a base, there's a parking lot down there.
1: Well, I think um, the, the film The Abyss told you that anyway, didn't it? And, <laughs> right, you know, that was a famous film, and it showed you all the you know what they had underneath the, the bottom of the yeah. ocean there. And I think those, a lot of this uh, stuff machines as well, and
2: a lot of this stuff is put out in the media. Yeah, I think um, it's to
1: laugh at you and say, look, they, they are there, but yeah. you're not going to know because you're sheeple So, uh,
0: you know. I'm guessing there are bases though, because there are a number of areas like this, and it would be so easy for them to do if they can, you know, travel through solid rock, yeah, which yeah. people had seen and things that, like this. That
2: was going to the well, moon. Oh, the moon! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we hear stories about that being hollow, don't we? Mm -hmm. But, um, one of my, one of my questions, because when you, when, you know, if someone said to me, um, draw, you know, draw a UFO abduction experience or an an abduction experience, alien abduction experience, I think most people would draw, firstly, the draw grey. Secondly, the draw you being levitated out of your bedroom, that kind of thing. Then the, then the draw you on a a metallic, uh, table in in a a UFO, you know? So, you know, that's pretty common. You'd think. So, how many of these cases occur not in a craft? You know, because I don't know if you were the uh, the A70 abduction case, um, which happened up in Scotland. I yeah, think it
1: was. Shown, didn't do yeah, the story on the, it.
2: The, the, those two fellas started off in a craft, but then they was likened it more to be like a cave system. Um, you know, possibly right. alluded to underground. So, so what's you know do you get come across cases where it's not taking place um or should we say you know did, did it take place did it always take place in a craft that it sometimes take place in a bedroom or or a other place
1: your home take them home
0: right it's all over the place i mean often it is in a person's bedroom and it doesn't matter where you live i mean it, it could be in a hotel room i've got a case in the marriott hotel in woodland hills okay. or crowded condos uh you know, ships, automobiles, but yeah, a number of people, usually they were taken into a craft. Mm. Presumably it's a craft. They describe, you know, the rounded walls and there's rare details which a lot, maybe a lot of people don't know like about how the lighting is or the air, the quality of the air. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, or how the ship might change size. A lot of people don't know that. There's, those are little red flags they look towards. But yeah, I do get underground cases. One guy told me he, he was not taken into a UFO. He said there were rock walls. Yeah. And uh he saw praying mantis type ETs, they weren't really grays. Another lady, she says, Well, you know, I don't even know how to describe where they took me. She says it was a huge uh room, like a auditorium. It had a rounded ceiling, no visible lights, but it was very bright. She says there was industrial carpet on the ground. There was little booths, like uh, you know, in an office. And there was this nine foot tall orange haired alien wearing a cape operating on her. Definitely not a human being. She was said it was very scary. Um, but it was not a UFO. <laughs> there was mm. hundreds of these booths. Each one had a person in it. Uh she thinks maybe it was underground, but she couldn't say. Mm. She doesn't know. Well, it was huge and not. A, a, I mean, carpet, for God's sake. I mean, yeah, yeah. How do you.
2: <laughs> you can't I don't be in a know. cave. It's weird, isn't it? Because <laughs> you think it's going to be sterile
0: and that, and then it's in a cave.
1: Obviously, well, did this lady have uh, health issues? Did she have any uh, beforehand? before?
0: Yeah, uh, she was actually. I think that's why they took her. she, she I mentioned earlier she had hypoglycemia following uh, the okay. birth of her child. It got really bad. She was losing weight. Went to the doctors. They couldn't help her. Her dad had died of diabetes. They said, no, it's not diabetes. We're not exactly sure what it is. But she was so sick that she was passing out three or four times a day. Um, and carried around, you know, orange juice and protein.
2: Yeah, that's no
1: fun,
0: is it? No. And I uh, had this experience and following it, she was very sore. Uh, she says it hurt really bad and she was sore for about a week. Following this experience, she didn't pass out the next day. She started gaining weight immediately. And boy, she was better. She was completely healed. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea why they healed me. (laughs) No idea at all. And she contacted me because she wanted to know had I ever heard of this ET she described. And I had to tell her no, I haven't. Which is another thing that's really frustrating. There are so many different types of these. ETs, it's mm. not just greys, it's not just praying mantis, it's not just you know the Nordic human looking. There's this kind of catch-all category, which is pretty large, you know, 25%, which are totally unique. I've never heard these types of beings before.
1: So um, mm. do these beings work together? Are, are they keep separate or is there cases of them working together?
0: Yeah, I've got many cases where the Nordics and the greys are working together. Um, and sometimes the praying mantis, usually Nordics and greys, and the Nordics—I'll call them Nordics or human-looking—seem yep. mm. um, to be in charge. You've
2: got For the Pladians as well, something.
0: Yeah, I've, right. got, I've got a kind of hitch
1: with the so I've got kind of a yeah. That's sort of another story. <laughs> yeah. Sort of all night, so yeah,
0: there seems to be some sort of hierarchy. I'm not sure who's in charge or who's the boss or exactly what kind of society or social structure they have. So
2: they've got an older kind of mm. structure. But well, I mean, are they genetically linked then? Because, you know, we hear stories of the Greys saying they used to look like us, and the Nordics, presumably, you know, to all intents and purposes, are us. Um, right. So is there some sort of genetic link going on there, do you think?
0: Well, it, it, it bothers me that they're all the ETs have eyes, a nose, and mouth, yeah, yeah. hands. Mm. You know, it's very Star Trek. It kept me out of the field for a long time because it was just unbelievable to me. But what it comes down to is we're stuck with these stories. This is what's happening. This is what people are reporting. Um, and I think it does speak to our relationship with the ETs um, and, for that matter, human origins. Did we evolve here? Um, I'm not sure, so sure we did. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty positive uh, we I, didn't.
1: Yeah. I, just, I just think well, these greys are – I class them as non-human. Because I think it's the kind of robotic, kind of, what would you call the, the Borg? You know, like Star Trek, you know, where they're built up. The, mm. There was human before, but they're more... Uh, Some of them,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: You know, they kind of it. more... The, oh, how could I put, no empathy. That, they've got no emotions, no empathy. Yeah. Like the no Borg.
0: spark in their eyes. yeah, There's so, no, nothing, nothing behind there. They're robotic. They move in yeah. lockstep. They uh, can be turned off. People have seen them stacked up like cordwood inside Ooh. ufos <laughs> really um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so they're Got just two or three cases right off the bat that i know of so wow. they're just robots they? they're just slaves or so, the the kind of
1: workers
2: you know so they're working for somebody's agenda then
0: the, the really short three foot tall ones i think perhaps that's true but yeah you know some, some of these guys know they're definitely biological that's yeah. my assessment is what we're dealing with is people like us you know because basically you know, people have smelled body odor on some of these ETs. Yeah, yeah. Um, a- well, my
2: uh, – well, uh, um, I'll say a friend of mine uh, was um, abducted uh, from being very small. She remembers, you know, from being very little to to the present day. Uh, so you're talking maybe 30, 40 years, you know, um, span there. Um, but she – and she was one of these kids who was always – pointing things out, you know, to to her parents. Like, what you'd assume was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, She was saying, oh, look, you know, there's a mania or whatever and the parents would just think it was an imaginary friend, that kind of thing. Uh, But later on, uh, she realised it was these aliens. But she said every time she got abducted by these uh, creatures, she never found it, you know, um, threatening, that kind of thing. But she said they'd they'd always come and the greys would be waiting for her when she got there. But... They, she, would send these little sort of three foot tall brown greys, if you like, brownie red coloured greys. Um, and she said they sp- really smelt, um, they smelt like rotten garbage. Um,
0: so. Yeah, I've heard that exact yeah. description. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, rotten garbage. Yeah. Sulfur, this sort of thing.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that real pungent smell. And she, she could smell that in a room. Yeah. Afterwards, you know, when she woke up in the morning, that that's that that smell has still be lingering there. Um, but obviously they took they took her to the craft, and the greys did what they did with her. Then they brought her back. They just was yeah, basically so just yeah, uh, the orderlies really yeah, yeah, more yeah. than
0: out. But yeah, porters. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. They're, they're whatever they're doing. They're interested in all things human. <laughs> I'm yeah. not exactly sure what their fascination is with us, but I'm thinking they know more about the human body Absolutely. than I do.
2: Well, yeah. if there was here, if there was a to kill us, they could have easily just found a, a virus or whatever by now, couldn't they? And, uh, and wiped us out. That would have been pretty,
0: yeah. pretty easy. I think that's the first conclusion most UFO researchers come up with. Is like, wow, you know, if they wanted to take over, they could have done it.
2: Yeah, but it makes you Long
0: wonder. The devil. I mean,
2: what sort of time span did they? Because are they? Because you imagine if we go to. You know, most planets—I would say 99.9% of all of the planets uh, that could have a life—we probably would not be able to stay very long in the atmosphere because we are, you know, tuned into this one. We evolved in it, so so to speak. So that's why we can only live in it. So, um, you know, do, do you get the sense that they they can live here for a, a very short period of time, or do you think they could actually live in this atmosphere? Because that's you know could be a reason why they're not taking over, essentially.
0: Right. Yeah, I wonder about that, and. The fact that people are taken on board and they feel basically normal gravity and they're breathing. Yeah. So, but often people will describe the air on board UFOs as being difficult to breathe. Um, super stuffy or smelly or they're gasping for breath. So I Mm -hmm. think there might be some differences and that could be one of the factors that's keeping them, you know, off earth and for, for long periods of time. But I don't know. At this point, I'm still at the speculation stage. I don't have any real evidence to speak towards that one way or the other. What about breathing apparatus? Um, that doesn't turn up a whole lot. Yeah. There, yes, there are a lot of cases where people see ETs walking by and they'll they'll have a – like the Travis Walton case. He describes yeah, yeah. helmets over these Nordics. Uh, and lots of people see like divers gear. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but a lot maybe- of
0: them know. Mm. Maybe, that, that's to,
1: maybe that's to protect uh, you, them from us. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you was rings. thinking...
2: Yeah, exactly. But if you was thinking, uh, yeah, stop the spread of viruses, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing, that's what I was thinking. But if yeah. if um if you think back to, uh you know, culture and that, all the aliens that came to Earth always had these glass domes over the head, didn't they, and all that well, kind that, of no, stuff. No,
1: they got some movies. I yeah, think that's, that's, well, that's what I'm
2: saying. It. But if people were basing... Because a lot of people will say most of these abduction cases are just based from people's perception of the media, blah, blah, blah. Well, if if it was that case, then people would report this, but they don't, do they? Um, and, right. and the fact that, you know, you've got so many different types doing it as well. It's yeah. not just one, is it? Um, I think I think
1: my, my personal uh, opinion is there's a sole connection of all, of all this. Uh, I believe in the star children or star seeds, and they come here to help, and they're... they're they are put on the air for different missions or whatever, and they looked after, you know. You know they looked after. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, I do think we're dealing with aliens. I don't think it's demons. I don't think it's. Oh no, no, it's no. I don't.
1: I don't believe in demons. Oh. I believe I, the demons. I believe in is that they're they're just they're human, but they're magicians. They're in hiding. They just create the demon. They create the energy. Mm, they're, yeah. they're just magicians. They're, you know, that's my take on it.
0: Well, so. if you talk to Jacques Vallee or John Keel or you know a whole field of researchers out there who say no, these aren't aliens at all.
2: Oh, it's some are. weird
0: thing that you know has a mask, and yeah, no, yeah like a perception type deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Which doesn't doesn't fly for me because that's a very anthropocentric theory, yeah, putting us at the center of everything, yeah, yeah, which, Again, that, which never works out. Yeah, you know?
1: <laughs> that that just uh, that just uh, keeps us dumbed down you know, keeps us done down and there's being be a sheep. And but it's, it's that human, that, you know,
2: not, humans have always done that. They want, they always want to be the center of attention. They always want to be the most intelligent, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that sort of always
1: could be more intelligent, but I think it's the, um, the, the powers that be at the moment don't want us to be intelligent. You mm. know, the, these, I think these ETs well, and I think they are, uh, most of my, our family as well, our family, because I believe millions of years ago, we, I think we travelled the stars to go. So,
0: yeah, I I'm, think I, definitely connection. If, if we ever get a hold of their genetics, you know, these alien bodies and them that they will have genes, yep. like we do, maybe mm-hmm. not the same sequence <laughs> exactly, but sort of genetic material and proteins and the same sort of carbon-based yeah. well, I've got life that. form that we are.
2: I've got two questions then before we go. The first one is, like I mentioned before, is where Bigfoot fits in... To all of this, because I've heard a few accounts where people have gone aboard, they've been taken aboard, they've been Nordics, that kind of thing, take yeah. them aboard a craft, and then there's this big, hairy, what you co- what you call a Bigfoot, to all intents and purposes, uh, on the craft, and obviously it's intelligent, um, and tends to communicate uh, telep- telepathy-wise rather yeah, yeah. than uh, audibly, but uh, wh- I mean, I'm, what sort of percentage, or have you come across any cases where Bigfoot's been uh, at the centre?
0: Yeah, I sure have. I'm- I was pretty upset about it because <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want it. I didn't want that for one thing. Uh, it just complicates the issue, and uh, didn't want to look into Bigfoot really as a whole. But I, I did. I ended up writing a book about Bigfoot just because it kept coming up. I needed to figure this out and the connection. And I'm going to say it's less than one percent of the cases with UFOs have any Bigfoot connection at all. Mm. And as far as Bigfoot, it's it goes the other way. Most Bigfoot cases have no UFO connection whatsoever. But there's this weird smattering of cases. And, you know, it's, gosh, a couple of dozen in the literature at least. um, 30, 40, 50 cases where Bigfoot shows up during a UFO sighting or, you know, they'll see one on board or what have you. So, yeah, I mean, one guy I talked to had a Bigfoot encounter. The next day, a UFO lands, and following that, he has this haunting in his house, a really bad haunting. Yeah, yeah. So there's a weird connection there. Um, it could be like we were mentioning earlier, there's sort of a paranormal fallout and or a flap area where this sort of stuff manifests more easily or it opens up a, a rift where Bigfoot can come. I don't know. Gosh, it frustrates me but it does turn up. I've got a number of these cases and I don't know quite what to make of it. Uh they're both telepathic, um Bigfoot yeah. and the ETs. Uh which could be a factor.
2: You hear that um, a lot, don't you? You hear yeah, a you lot do. of um what they call mind speak,
0: don't in the Bigfoot
2: world. Um, yeah.
0: So I started seeing these little patterns. I'm like, "Hey, you know, that turns up with the ETs as well." People are like, "Oh, the Bigfoot was reading my mind and I could read it." I'm like, wow, okay, and that's absolutely true with ETs. So maybe that's what is attracting the bigfoot and the ETs to each other because they can communicate.
2: Possibly. I mean, I know you um, said it's only you know one percent of cases that these bigfoots turn up. Yeah, it, but if that. Did, did the people get the sense that the bigfoot was? Um, you know, of this world, or if, you know, it. because you know, so if obviously if it's on a craft, you, you, you get the impression that it's not from here, but, you know, where did they feel, where did they get the sense of that, or did they, or didn't they?
0: Um, all, there's just really not enough cases to speak to it. I mean, there's yeah. one case where a guy did see a UFO on board, or, I mean, a Bigfoot on board this UFO. There was human-like aliens, but with large eyes, and they were ordering this Bigfoot around, and, you know, and it was obeying. Mm, so and it's like a group, prior, yeah. yeah. Prior to this, they'd had a number of Bigfoot encounters around their house. Um, so, yeah, I think probably some of these Bigfoot are ETs or being ordered around or <laughs> have a relationship Bigfoot. with them. I mean, the, the Bigfoot's… Again, the the body's just uh, a vehicle. Uh, yeah, a vehicle.
2: This, this might be one of these genetic experiments that they tried in the past because uh, if you go back as far as the Nephilim, that kind of yeah. stuff… Um, I mean, they're they're more serpent-like, but again, it could be some sort of genetic experiment that was conducted in the past where they wanted something to be on this earth uh, to report back, that kind of thing. Because you see, how many cases do you get where Bigfoot's looking in people's windows, observing what's going on? Again, you know, you mentioned the children earlier on, and that crops up time and time again. Bigfoot observing children. Um, You know, why? I mean, (laughs) again, you know, we could just go... If we're all this yeah, company, yeah. why, 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 why? Yeah, right. But, um, yeah. you know. They could be messengers. It does seem as like... a weird
0: link. Yeah. But, um,
2: know. you know, it's got to be answers coming soon. I think, um, I mean, do, I mean, where do you stand on the Bigfoot itself And I mean, do you, do you, you know, do you believe that there is a Bigfoot running around?
0: Oh, hands down, the evidence is absolutely overwhelming. It's mountainous. Yeah. Um, if you're looking into it, you'll see that the evidence is absolutely persuasive. If you mm. don't believe in Bigfoot, like UFOs, you haven't done your homework. Yeah, you really haven't. Well, that, I always um, say
2: you can't believe in Jesus if you don't believe in Bigfoot because there's more evidence for Bigfoot. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's absolutely astonishing amount of evidence. There's no doubt it's real. It's all over the world. It goes by different names, of course. But, yeah.
2: But that's my, uh, that. You know, that's my point about the. You know, whether it is he as a spy or some sort of. You know what I mean? Because he is everywhere, isn't he? I mean,
1: it could be like you know, I know I read a story uh, a few months ago. This guy said he saw Bigfoot, you know, but then if someone else was with him saw something completely different. Mm. You know, some other creature. It was like, oh, it was Bigfoot? No, it wasn't. It was those... so maybe it's what That's the people see again. Yeah, and you get perception that you get Sometimes that, right? the creature can maybe put something out. Yeah. And he looks
2: completely different than what he is. Do you get many cases of people seeing UFOs, um, you know, like a group of people? And like maybe some of them can see it and some of them can't. Do you get?
0: Yes. Not a whole lot, but that turns up. People mm-hmm. will be standing right next to each other. And one guy's looking at it and the other guy's, no, I don't see it. And it's perfectly obvious. Yeah. Uh, and one uh, guy was taken on board and he had this problem and asked the ETs about it. And they said, oh, well, we can choose whoever we want to see us. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's why, because he was watching this UFO, and the people next to him couldn't see
2: it. Mm. I mean, I've had a case of that mm. myself, and yeah. the guy that was with me, um, and this is a salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, you know, ex uh, you know, ex-fisherman, uh, do not take no shit, he's one of them guys, you know, and he said, what the hell is that? And we was driving home, he's looking up in the sky, he's like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, looking, he's like, what's that, up, you know, above us? And I'm like, what? And I, I'm looking up, I can't see nothing, and he's saying, what's that triangle? There's a triangle above us, and he says it's got it's got lights on the corners, the usual stuff. Um, it's got red lights at the back, and I, I, honestly, I'm just looking into the night sky. I even pulled over the vehicle, got out with him, and he's pointing at, it, he's saying, "What is that?" Um, this is on the other so shoulder. So, yeah, it's, it's and he close. could see it, yeah, but I couldn't see it. Um, yeah, yeah you know that's
0: I mean? a, I, one one case very similar where this guy was in the back seat, and his mom's driving, <laughs> and his brother's in the front seat, and they. Stopped and the mother's like, oh my god, what's that in front of us? There's a three-foot tall spotted skunk and the brothers saw it too. The kid in the backseat says, no, there's nothing there. What are you guys talking about? Next thing he knows, the kid in the backseat is being pulled up through the car roof in a beam of light into a UFO where he stayed for like five hours while his mom and his brothers stayed below and frozen in this car staring at this spotted skunk that wasn't there. Yeah. So uh yeah they they can put images in people's minds. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So they
1: can like project I mean you could go out go out one day and see a beautiful woman. She wants mm. you to take you by hand and take you well, away. Yeah, yeah, I know, I mean, know date today. Yeah, I know that was a trick. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. know. She could come with me. Yeah, too right,
2: baby. You know, you
1: take away and she could be yeah. a hideous reptile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just get quite
2: mean. a few cases where there is sexual relations, don't well, you? But well, yeah, it's mean, I yeah. another show, probably, but yeah, um... definitely would be a double X-rated <laughs> on the so. But I just wanted to finish on um because you mentioned before about the warnings and, and like um, you know, we get these. A lot of people go aboard these UFOs, and they, when they do actually communicate with the greys, because it's again, it's it's a rare thing, isn't it? But when they do, and again, this is. A, generally built up over time, time and time, you know, trust sort of builds up and then they do sort of open up, don't they? I mean, Betty and Barney, oh, she got the star chart, remember? Yeah. Um, and right. So some sort of trust going on there, but we get these prophetic notions, don't we? So what does the future hold regarding what people have told you uh, regarding their encounters?
0: Yeah, well, the ETs, the people I've talked to who, you know, had the ETs talk to them, said flat out, and this is universal. Um, that we are going to have real problems with our environment uh due to our messing around with nuclear power for the most part and over and over again people say the world the ets tell them the world is going to be a very different place um, i've heard variations of this um, often it is warnings of you know environmental collapse or even social e- economic collapse yeah um, sometimes it's weirder or even like oh we're we're going to be moving to the fifth dimension heard that a number of times. I'm not even sure what that means other than there's going to be, you know, ghosts running around and people are going to start levitating and God knows what exactly that means, but it's going to be a different world. Yeah. It just just could be a raise of
1: vibration again, but.
0: but, but over by and large, people say are told by the ETs that yes, open official disclosure is our agenda and there will come a time when we're welcomed into the so-called Galactic Federation, federation if you will, yeah. Yeah. or the family, or you know that we've been quarantined to a certain extent, and that that is ending, and that we're moving into a new era of open official contact and a, a new age, in which it's much more positive, and it's not well the world isn't controlled by greed and uh, this one percenters and all of this. We have a new age of enlightenment. But mm. first comes this dark period where, yeah. you know, perhaps it has to get where...
2: And... It has to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, but I mean,
1: right. when, uh, who says it's like, that's it, let's do it. You know, it's just going mm. to be the head of yeah, the galactic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been getting worse for
0: what? 50, 60 years? Overall, I'm hopeful. I really am. I think that, you know, because right now we're Definitely progressing in terms of so- socially, I think we're more aware of things, more aware of the ET phenomena, mm. we're less, you know, accepting of greed and prejudice and racism and things like this. It's all coming to a head, certainly. Mm. It seems to be. Uh, but well, I think I do, that, I do think we're going to have problems <laughs> yeah. with the environment if we don't turn around with, with global warming and fossil fuels and think, start using the free energy. Yeah. We're, We're going to have a real hard time of it. That's what the
1: leaders are telling us. Well, I mean, they should really kind of pinpoint the government for this. The government should be like, you know... but
2: again, maybe they're aware of it, but don't care. That's the the sort of impression. Well, I mean,
1: if they're talking about... They're they're concerned about the earth, which we all are, well, except the government. I mean, um, the concerns about, you know, global warming, which is caused by the government, you know, this pollution which is caused by the government, you know, they should be like, taking these out, you know. I mean, I, I, um, about, uh, you know, Nikola Tesla, you know, all these inventions, you know, anti-free gravity uh, and all these, phant- he was canned. Mm. You know, why Why wasn't his uh, inventions came out and blossomed for money, for greed? So um, when's it going to end? When's it going to say, that's it, we're going to come in and take this sh- pile of shit out?
0: Mm. You know, they've got to be taken out 1st face, haven't they? Really, Well. Yeah, yeah I might come down to that. I don't know if the Ichis are just going to get a little brutal there and start. Yeah, you
2: know, well, yeah, yeah,
0: pushing it themselves. But We'll see. Yeah. You See,
2: that's gone out the window, that, hasn't it? Because in the you know seventies, eighties, they always used to have a ray gun in the round, didn't they? Um, you know, yeah, it was, yeah, you didn't see, there, you see didn't that. that? Yeah, silver yeah. foil ray, suits and a ray gun, yeah, but, ray gun, but we, that's gone. It's very the rare. ball, won't it? Well, as far ahead, as far, you know. yeah, yeah, golf. As <laughs> yeah. far as I'm aware, it's that's kind of gone out of fashion, hasn't it? They don't seem to come. With, uh, weapons, really. I mean, do you get many cases where
0: you've heard that? Occasionally. Not your ray gun so much, but, uh, yeah. like a flashlight type thing, which they shine on people and it paralyzes them yeah. or stuns them. Um, yeah, and, uh, people, you know, I did a study of this. People who've shot at UFOs with their handguns, uh, which generally speaking is not a good advice. Because, <laughs> no. Um, usually what will happen is they'll knock you out and, uh. Now, like one case, which took place, these people had these ETs landing in their backyard. The guy runs out with a shotgun and he sees these ETs coming towards him. The next thing they know, it's the next morning, they're waking up in bed and they go out and on their dining room table is the shotgun and it's completely dismantled and all the pieces are laid out all neatly in a row. Yeah, oh, yeah there they go. But what and did they? After,
2: you know, what did they? I bet, like I bet. they still put that down to a haunting, though, didn't they? <laughs> no,
0: not in that case.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, this is the, this is where the media come out, you know, the, the movies and that, you know, you see ETs and e- 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 e-
0: get get out there and get
1: shoot up, you know, mm. I mean, shoot a man, yeah, shoot first, shoot, shoot first, kill
2: yeah. us later. That's probably yeah. why they don't uh, they don't come. I think it was Timothy Good in one of his books said that the the aliens are here to uh, make us more acquiescent. Well, that's why
1: you saw the programs years ago, like the Invaders. Yeah. You
2: I know, think with, I, um... I think they're not doing a very good job because it's not really <laughs> working, is it?
0: <laughs> but then uh, it, they're, all... they're fascinated by our emotions. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be really interested in our aggressions and our abilities to be really emotional. Yeah, which they aren't. Mm. By and large, I mean they're certainly not as brash and you know or, or funny. <laughs> they don't really seem to have a sense of humor uh, for the most part. Mm. Certainly not the Grays. Uh, I don't know. It's very it's all very hard to get a handle on. Very good. But uh well
2: it has been fascinating talking to you. So yep. I mean it's been you just fantastic. Wanna, Thank you, Preston. And uh, mention where people can find your latest work.
0: Uh yeah, actually if you just Google my name or check out your favorite search engine and put in my name, Preston Dennett, it should take you to my website which is Preston got all my books up there, excerpts, you can contact me through my website. My books are available you know, on Amazon or other online retailers. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. I love this subject. Yeah, no I'm going like, take, take it really seriously. I think it will solve the energy crisis, Absolutely. the economic crisis, the yep. environmental crisis, all in one fell swoop and, if we just and, replaced and, uh, this UFO technology. Yeah. Health
1: and well-being as well. Yeah, well, you like, said... Yeah. I think you've got to take this elite down first this sorry this kind of global the so-called global elite they have to come down first they have to be dismantled first before um dissent can be put into effect because as you know Lee, many of many inventors have invented there's there is free energy has been for 60 70 years mm. well, you have been suppressed you, yeah, because
2: you were, you were at many accounts where know. people go and get a patent for uh you know some new uh, technology they've come up with, to only to find out that it's already been taken out by the military.
1: Yeah, so yeah. The, I think the technology is there, but it, the I think the the appetite for it's not. No. Yeah, it's like you know we're the animals, and we're going to be dumbed down, and you know we don't deserve it. You know, mm. but how are you going to evolve if uh, properly if we don't get this technology? So you know, hopefully these ETs or uh, alien races can maybe step in and
2: do us a favour.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think this is why they're not giving us the healing technology, because imagine what we would do with it if the military got a hold of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Imagine you know. if we could live for a thousand years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That'd be good, good wouldn't it? To think be I, like nice,
2: but- I think we used to in the past.
1: Yeah, I think we used to live yeah. longer in the past, but I mean, it's, uh, that's kind of been, uh, people say, oh, we live longer now. No, we don't. I think we live longer before. Yeah. But again, that's a you know, a thing that's been pushed into the media you know, because of the drugs, these super drugs now, and these... All these stuff that keep us alive. Uh, right. But um, I think we've been suppressed. There's a lot of technology, there's a lot of um, medicine that's been suppressed. Um, definitely. Yeah, I but tot- totally agree. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think this elite has to be taken down first because these are the ones that are keeping it uh, from us. Mm-hmm. They're well, we'll,
2: definitely, um, we'll
0: definitely speak again. I mean, oh, we'll, definitely. we'll get what definitely are you, what you, me back uh, on Preston.
2: What you're working on at the moment.
0: I just had a new book put out UFOs Over Colorado. All oh, right. Work, yeah, working on a new book about underwater UFOs that should come out next year.
2: Yeah, that's um, that's that'll be good. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna put out a new book on UFO healings because the first book that was my first book twenty years ago had about a hundred cases. I've got another hundred cases, so uh, a lot of people are asking about that. So that's gonna be my next project. Mm.
2: Is that just you know? Is that healing? You say UFO healing? Is that like where they've just come in contact with a UFO, not necessarily an alien?
0: Um, well, all different. In mean, some cases, yeah, they have a UFO just hover over them, no beam of light or anything, and that affects the healing. Other cases, they're struck by a beam of light. Other cases, ETs come into their bedroom. Uh, there's like 10% of the cases get this take place in a hospital, in mm-hmm. the hospital room, uh, which really surprised me. But boy. Yeah, kind of stuck with the cases. So the amount it,
2: of paranormal stuff that goes in 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 on hospitals is uh, amazing, is so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, ghosts.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, again, there must, must be a link. Must be a door Must yeah. be. A door. I, I've
0: must always be put, a door. put it, I've
2: always yeah. put it down to the fact that people die in hospitals, so you'd expect. Yeah. So you have some sort of yeah. paranormal. People have
1: yeah, and people have a uh, uh, out of body experiences in hospitals, as well, don't they? So and they live many, they, they, many, they're, they're many, many going many, to die, yeah. many come out. But many but, go into uh, many go for a simple operation, but they die. Right. Mm. So again, it's. Yeah, a, so
2: it's, a, it's that readiness, isn't it? For, yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of these abduction cases, you've got to be ready for it, aren't you? So well, you? some are, f- might now, they.
1: Some are freaked well, that's out. Where it
2: goes, that's where it goes wrong, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Because they, they, they yeah, think yeah. you you're calm, and all of a sudden you kind
2: of. Start kicking. Freak up. out. <laughs> yeah. You freak out. Whoa, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, we'll leave it there for today. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you very much for Thank you very us much, Preston.
0: It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Take care, Nick Preston. All right, you too. Well, they've gone. No, oh, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch.
2: They'll be back. <laughs>